Hi, welcome to the Determined to Shine podcast for female entrepreneurs. My name is Stephanie Medina and I help heart-centered women in business transform their beliefs and unleash their unstoppable selves so they can share their message confidently and make the impact and income they deeply desire. Are you ready to shine? Then let's do this. of Determined to Shine. Today I'm talking to Katie Joy from Powerful Mothers and Digital Entrepreneurs. Katie helps mothers create lifestyle businesses or online careers to have more flexibility and freedom when raising kids. Hi Katie, thanks for coming on. Hello Stephanie, thank you for having me. (laughs) It's a pleasure, I'm really excited. I am excited too. I'm so glad we had a little chat beforehand. So yes, it's been definitely. Definitely good. Well, I always like to start with a little bit of um, history. <laughs> Take us through the journey. I mean, I know the journey is way too big to just sum up <laughs> in a tiny little amount, but we would just love to know uh, where you've come from and where you are now. Yeah, I guess... Um... Basically, I I grew up in the sort of era when you had to go to university, get a degree, get a job, really good job, um, get married, have a house. That was like life to be happy. So I followed the whole bachelor and master's degree, postgraduate degree and did that whole education thing. And um, yeah, it wasn't exactly how I thought it would be. I actually accidentally ended up in a business when, so I had a career at the United Nations and, and in environmental management. And I ended up um, with a, actually I had a child who died. That's what happened. We were on our way to the Maldives and I thought I'll have the baby in Australia. Um, so it'll be safe. And then when I had the baby something happened in the labor that they didn't know and then uh they ended up they said oh your child will have brain damage you'll have to stay here and like get all this treatment and so then we stayed like lost the job and everything and stayed in Australia then the baby survived about two months and then died still in hospital oh I'm so sorry you went through that wow yeah which it was actually a decision that we had to make as well because they were they were basically your child's going to be severely damaged. So should we turn the machines off? And I was like, no, I'm not turning the machines off. And my husband at the time's like, we have to turn the machines off. Like, cause it's very like really severe. And, um, and I'm like, Oh, anyway. So that was really wow. a very, um, very traumatic time. And that took me. Yeah. So that, that kind of left me a bit like, ah, um, for about a year and then mm. my husband uh, got a fitness um, job and then we started a business with that and as different things happen relationship you know you've gone through trauma and other things so our mm. relationship didn't work out and then he left and then I was an environmental scientist with the fitness business and was like holy Jesus what am I gonna do end of end a end a pregnant and a one-year-old Wow. So I was like, <laughs> pregnant one-year-old, you know, out of Korea for a while after the first baby. And then um, this fitness business that I didn't have any idea about, <laughs> but it was like, yeah. So then that's kind of how it sort of started for me. You know, and I mean, I can't imagine like what you went through with that, that that's 
horrific really is but um it's amazing like how so many so many women have like paved the way by going through some really hard times in their life I find that really amazing that we can take these like really big challenges and you know not to d dismiss anything anybody's going through or anything like that but and then somehow find something that I don't know, makes sense. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I always thought, cause people would say to me, Oh, it's so amazing. You know, you know what you've done. And I've thought, and I'm like, Oh, I haven't done like, I didn't have a choice. It was like, mm -hmm. and then I realized later, years later, I thought actually it was a choice. I was either going to do some, put my energy in something positive or I was going to mm. drink alcohol, um, sit at home and watch TV. Like there was a choice, but in my mind, I thought there was no choice. But then a few years later, you realize actually, you, you know, people, sometimes people do give up and make that other choice and find yes. it too hard and go to drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Oh, but I course. had made that, yeah. I made a decision like I'm going to put all of my pain because it was really painful um, separation, like especially when you're about like one month off giving birth and stuff. Mm. Um, it was very difficult, but I thought I'm going to put all of this pain into this very fun, loving, fun dance fitness class. Yeah. Wow. So I kind of channel, channeled it into there, but I wasn't an instructor. I was very lucky to have um, wonderful instructors like at the time there. Yeah. yeah. And like, what was so amazing that I'm forever grateful is, is that all of the participants, cause we had really large classes of about a hundred um, people. That's and huge. so, yeah. And, but the, uh, so these instructors, they could have literally just started their own and taken all of the people, but instead they said, you know what, I'm going to like work for you and take my instructor's uh, salary and, you know, you can manage it and take the rest of the money. So if it wasn't for those, like that, you know, that kindness in, in people, then I don't know what I would have done. I would have been like, yeah, just lost my house. Cause I had a house that I had with the mortgage. I had to try and cover on my own and things. I would have lost everything yeah. if they, you know, those people hadn't been those type of people. So that was, that was lucky. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. That's amazing. Like what a story already, but now you're helping women get online, right? Oh yeah. So how did that begin? <laughs> <laughs> I actually had another part of that story. Second oh, half of that go story. Back. Come on, go back. <laughs> we need to know but, it all. <laughs> well, I think it's like powerful for uh, a powerful lesson and that will help a lot of people is that because of that difficult relationship I was in, I was not good enough, couldn't do it, never enough, um, really suffering badly with those things, right? Mm. And then, then my beautiful instructors had to move on. I had new instructors in, but they weren't as beautiful. So then they um, decided they were going to take my business and all the clients because they were the teachers because I couldn't teach. I wasn't good enough. Remember, because that was my belief. Story, that's I belief. couldn't teach. Yeah, yep. I'm not good enough. And then, the, and then they decided, oh, we're gonna go off and just, you know, since we're the only ones who can teach now, we're gonna take these clients. And then, and then my nice instructors, they were like, 
oh, you know, why don't you go and live with your parents? You know, you could live with your parents. Or and I think one decided to come back and, and teach for a little bit to keep it going. And then I dug my heels in and I was like, don't want to swear, but like, I'm like, F this. And I was like, I'm going to teach. And I'm like, going to be stuck is all I can do this. Like I might yeah. be a scientist or whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. And so I really dug my heels in and it was so terrifying. Like I still remember, and that's why, what I want to say in the podcast is um, how terrifying it really, really was. Um, yeah. To like step completely out of your comfort zone. And I was like behind the scenes, very sh- not wanting to be center of attention person and all of a sudden I'm in front of like you know 50 people or more in a class trying to make them all move left or move right (laughs) and put their arms up and down and like being unco like trying to get coordinated and learn all of that sort of thing as well but um yes through it all yeah and through it all though I ended up being finding a passion in it and being actually like really good at it and building my own um, community of people who've loved it and it was yeah I really really got good at that and my message is like something you can be scary and messy at the start but if with consistency if you stick at it you can master anything yeah. like anything so Absolutely. in that case it might have been fitness but if someone's out there thinking like I'm really crap at doing lives or I can't do live streams or you know like I'm can't do public speaking and it's like well, you can actually, with consistency and effort, you can really master anything, but you have to endure the terrifying parts. You have to be willing to endure that kind of like fearfulness and, and making mistakes. Because I remember like making a few mistakes um, when I went one, really felt embarrassed about it and like, yeah, you know, going the wrong way and feeling inferior, but you just have to get back on the saddle and just keep going sort of thing yeah totally and when you said that it just like took me back to when because I was a personal trainer and it took me back to my first ever time working with a client and I had like a slam ball I thought it was a slam ball and I slammed it into the ground and it bounced up and smacked me in the jaw and the lady's like are you are you okay I'm like I'm fine I'm fine (laughs) and it was humiliating (laughs) For whatever reason, that just reminded me of that. And it's like, no, got to keep going, got to keep going. <laughs> These things yeah, happen, then, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you just have to, like, keep going the next time and not, not. I think I had made earlier, I tried to do teaching and I had made a mistake like your slam ball one. And I think it took me about a year till I got back up again. You know, after having a slam ball experience, it took me a year before I tried again. But, um, and that was just the encouragement of people. So that's why I believe like getting your community together, like you've probably got a community um, here and it's so important to have that, you know, people, those good, those good people, you don't know where they're going to come from. They could come from an online group. They could come from a meeting. They could come from a friend of a friend, but those little people that kind of like, push you and help you like we're all on our own journeys and you know paths and and there are people there at right times that you've probably known some people in yours that you know they just help you move forward a little bit and coaching I think and mentoring is really important because you know it's I mean yeah we want to be tough women and do it on our own but really sometimes like it's good to have people help 
you work through it or help yeah. you make it to the next level and the next stage. Oh, totally. Yeah. I just don't think like we can do everything ourselves. And I think that's okay and fine. Like it's a lot. Yeah. Like, even just going into business, you can't expect to know everything. Like that's madness. You just couldn't. And like having that support and connection community, so important. I think I'm, that's something I'm hearing so much is just, yeah, keeps you going. Yeah. And um, oh, what did, my friend said to me, because you know how I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who have spent a lot of money on courses and programs and didn't get the result they wanted, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, and then it gets a fear and you think, oh, I don't want to invest in anything else because I might lose my money again. But then my friend um, said to me the other day, which I thought was a fantastic quote, she said, it's better to... Uh, it's better to lose money than lose years. Mm. You know, yeah. it's better. It's just money. It's better to try it, lose money. You've learned from that than actually lose years and just sit there going, I don't want to, you know, invest or spend in anything yeah. else because years can pass and you might not move. Yeah. You know? And it takes some setbacks, you know, like things yeah. don't just get timing. handed to Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I've had heaps of setbacks. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> you get better. I've had really, really lots of failures as well. You know. <laughs> oh. oh dear! <laughs> but, but at yeah. least we're like, yeah, we just we just keep pushing forward, right? Like, mm, and if yeah. and if you if you're feeling like a failure or you're never gonna make it where you want to be, I think the message to people would just be like just you know stay in the game like stay in the games keep pushing you might not be as fast as someone else that might not have kids or whatever or might be 20 but you run your race your way but stay in the game don't give up that's amazing yeah. 100% so good mm. like when I had my last business right I didn't have my like my daughter sick all the time and interruption after interruption all of that and then this time Oh my goodness, my son is homesick all the time. Like seriously, he's like new to daycare and he's sick all the time. If like it wasn't working within the mess, like literally nothing would get done. Like seriously. And it is messy. And I used to try and paint this picture of, oh, you know, I've got everything perfect. I always have things under control. But no, that's not true. <laughs> that is so not true. It's messy and it takes setbacks and learning from those setbacks. What do you think? I'm kind of amazed at how you're getting it all done with the children home all the time. I'm like, well, how are you getting, how are you managing all this podcast and everything? What are your secrets? It is the, it is seriously being determined. It is like doing the, like the most important stuff. And it's also letting go of like, it's got to be perfect because it's messy as hell. Like I have a pram oh. sitting over there and like, you know, my kid leaves stuff everywhere in my office and they're on the computer and I'm just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's really important that it's made you maybe hyper-focused on what are the most important things. Yeah, it's easy yeah. to get stuck in busy work. It's easy to get like, you know, you sort of you think you're working, but maybe there's more important stuff to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you've found that... Um, because of having all the kids around then it's just made you really more 
knowledgeable about what you need to do. Yeah. Cause you yeah. do, I don't, I think too, it's a, a little bit of a mindset thing sometimes because you're like, um, you, you feel like you've got to be everywhere. I, I don't know if you feel this way, but you feel like you've got to be all over everything, all over social media, all in the emails, all everywhere. And like, I don't know, it's hard as a mum, <laughs> seriously. And um, mm. just going, no, this is what is important. That's what I'm going to get done and being really determined. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Pretty Good on stuff. you. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> That's <Well>, amazing. <laughs> Yeah, because I guess, so that was that second half of that one. And these are all little kids. And so now my kids are in school. So I, I have like the school hour bit now. So you're in that first stage. That's why I'm like, oh, how does it all work again? But when they're in this, when um, they're at school, it's, it's a different game then. It's like, yeah, so much better. Sorry to say that. If there's yeah. anyone with their kids young, just realize when they're in school, it's so much better. So much better. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so true. Although those hours when they're at school go so damn fast. <laughs> like I know. lightning speed. But it is so much better. <laughs> yeah, they go so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost when I had my kids in daycare, I think I would put them in for the maximum time. What was it like 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. and they're only two or something? I would just like max it out. I need all the hours. (laughs) It is hard to be focused when there's kids around. Sometimes they just got to go to daycare. Like, you know, (laughs) it is so hard to like, you know, I'm all about being like doing the stuff and being messy and all that. But like he goes to daycare three times a week and it's essential. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah oh so that was the other part that I wanted to Ooh. talk about is um how I'd love mums or especially single parents to kind of redefine uh business and and not look and not feel judged about how you do how you do it an example is which I found events do not cater very much for children <laughs> sorry <laughs> and um because I lived in Bali, I decided after that business one. Oh, so that's how the online comes in. So then there was that fitness business. And I was sort of like, oh, after eight years, I was like, I just, this is how the online thing actually um, started. Because then I, I felt very tied to a location because it was physical. It was like a physical face-to-face business. And because I had traveled to like 45 different countries in my 20s, and 30s I was like I can't just yeah I was like a big traveler back before Facebook and everything so it shows my age (laughs) before you could put it on embarrassing embarrassing yes um when it was back with the lonely planet where you used to read a book and that would take you where you had to go (laughs) and I could didn't ring my parents for three months because I only had to have calling cards so (laughs) that was a different era what an experience (laughs) embarrassing but um yeah so then I wanted I I discovered like I realized there was a possibility of online pretty late in the online world because it's like more like 2015 16 I realized oh there's opportunities online (laughs) (laughs) where was I hiding the rest of the years (laughs) and then um I took my kids to Indonesia to travel myself and the two kids yeah and um 
I had a contract there with the job, but then I, it ended and I wanted to stay. So that's when I discovered working online, like I was forced to, because it was either run out of money and go home or find online work and stay. So we mm -hmm. ended up living in Bali and I put them in at school in Bali. Oh, wow. Yeah. What an experience. And, um, yeah. So that's when the freelance online thing sort of started. And it was so like, it's just, it was so amazing in freelance this um because I started teaching I started teaching English online at um around 20 US an hour and then got up to 40 US an hour so around 70 Australian okay. and and then it was just you know you do your hour and that was it yeah so that was and then the money was worth a lot more over yeah. there as well so I was like thinking wow like I'm a single mum and my kids are in school. I have a driver. I have a cleaner. I have a cook. I have a swimming pool. You know, I'm like, this is not a lifestyle we have in Australia. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. My goodness. Yeah, so that was, um, that was amazing. And Bali has the most beautiful, beautiful uh, parenting community of expats and entrepreneurial community as well. Really? Yeah, so if if you want to live there there's a lot of mums expat mums and kids uh, groups and there's also a lot of co-working spaces and a lot of startup events um wow. a big hub for business especially the digital nomad type people yeah yeah, yeah. for sure so a lot Definitely of, lot of yeah and so um yeah it's just really great place to live so if anyone wants to know about living in bali <laughs> even though it's you know right stuff. now but yeah <laughs> Yeah, I really, really liked it. Wow. Yeah. So what made you go to Bali? Like what what inspired you to stay? And well, that's pretty amazing. Not a lot of people, well, I don't think a lot of people would do that. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it um, came back to, I got a um, Australian, um, what is it? Like a international aid and development contract short contract in working on coral reef conservation in bali because i had a um, uh, that was back to my bachelor's in marine biology mm -hmm. and um yeah so i had like that so that's sort of initially how i got there and i can speak indonesian because i used to work for us aid and conservation international in like earlier years so I'd lived and I studied actually in Indonesia I studied in um Ujung Pandang or Makassar so it's that island like on top of uh, Bali and across from Java Sulawesi wow. yeah wow. so I studied you so I had new Indonesian from many years ago 20 years ago and then I wanted to try and see if I could speak it again <laughs> <laughs> which I could and then my kids learned part of it and just it felt I always felt comfortable in Indonesia I just really feel at home there like I love the people I love the language um, I love how simple it is I think we can learn a lot from the women there how we all worry mm -hmm. about in Australia oh, our kids aren't asleep or I can't take them to work and like the women over there you know like your kids come with you to to the work they sleep on the ground like they're used to they they're around their parents working you know that's sort of it's just a more holistic and life or something mm -hmm. and a lot of family help as well a lot of grandparents oh, wow. and everything 
So I actually lived in a compound with a uh, Balinese family. So then if I had to leave, then they were like in the compound. So they were sort of there, like oh, wow, minding my kids. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So they're very, and like, oh, it's the best place for single parents as well, because any place you go to, they love playing with kids. So you have like three babysitters everywhere. <laughs> in Australia, Australia, you'd be like, oh, you got a kid, they're so annoying, blah, blah, blah. Whereas over there, they're like kids and they'll like take them and play and you can sit and enjoy your dinner or whatever you want to do. And they'll take your kids off and play for an hour and come back. You can have everyone relocating to yeah, I didn't even know this conversation would get to Bali. It just came came up by accident. That's the fun thing about these things. You don't always know where they're going to go. Yes, yes. Oh, what oh, a life yeah. you have led. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> My goodness, it's so boring in comparison. <laughs> You're much younger than me, I can tell. Um, this time. <laughs> chat about the mum stuff because I know you're like really passionate about that right yes about yeah running a business and being a mum and how all that works so let's go yeah, down there and even, but even uh, what are another message I'd like mm. to say is that you know how starting a business is hard and like you may not make money like off the bat and all these sort of things so I would like mums to think about so mums to think to realize like there's a lot of flexible work from home even jobs you know yes, sorry, and that can, I keep forgetting that yes yeah like the, the the job side of it so I another single parent she was um a medical typist you know so she would do that only 20 hours a week and that would be enough for her and um and there's like virtual assistance there's social mm. you can do people's social media you there's like copywriting there's so many actual online jobs and now with covid more of the companies are allowing work from home as yeah. well so if you can and i think there's no shame in working you know a paid job for 10 20 hours a week paid money set money from an employer a work from home flexible job and then you've got another 20 or however much hours you want to put into your business yeah absolutely you know, so to, to consider like instead of then you don't have so much like it depends because this comes from a single mom perspective when you've yeah, yeah. got the full focus of income earning a lot of pressure yeah. but it might be different if you've got you don't have the financial pressure to support your family then you might have the flexibility of going 100 percent your business which is great but if you don't have that um or if you're just attracted to the freedom and flexibility of business mm. owners, but you don't feel like you're an entrepreneur or you don't feel like you want to start a business, think about or consider ways that you can actually work 15 hours a week online. Yeah. You know, you can, yeah. And you're still earning that money. You've got that freedom. You've got the flexibility. You join like amazing teams. Um, you can join companies with great teams. So you're learning and getting paid. And then when the timing might feel right later, you've got sort of more knowledge that you've been paid for rather than paying for learning, you're getting paid to learn. And then you can, um, when you figure yourself out of it, you can launch something later on. 
Yeah, that's a great tip, especially when you're thinking about, you know, when you are, like you said, attracted to the lifestyle of having that flexibility and you, you know, you're you're thinking like, you know, could I start a business? Like, I don't know what I would want to do or what I could do, you know, that avenue, like utilizing some other skills could totally, totally work um, as long-term or, and like, you know, it might lead to the next thing or anything like that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. And that's a little bit about, like, that you sort of do that sort of stuff too, don't you? You help women find their way online, right? Yeah, so a couple of people I've helped um, them set up their landing page for, like, online, uh, what is it, like, online kids coaching, um, and also another lady in um, Indonesia, her Indonesian um, husband had lost his work with tourism with COVID and I got her into the teaching um, and she's just so you know grateful for that so now she and she's actually just had twins oh wow <laughs> she's just had twins um, but she's got that extended family to help right in Indonesia she's Australian and he's Indonesian and then um yeah and she's able to work you know and earn that secure money without much stress like it's not much stress or anything yeah and another person I've helped um get into social media management or copywriting um yeah so it just depends because I think it just depends on the person what's right for them Mm. whether they want you know just that secure money or whether they want um to you know follow that know what they you know follow that business desire Yeah. yeah yeah really interesting yeah I love that there's just these options now, you know, for women who need the flexibility because a lot of workplaces just aren't flexible when it comes to having kids, especially when single. So it's awesome. Yes. We are living in the most amazing era. I just think right now, I just think we're, because we're living in the sci-fi of yesterday, if you think about it, with our phones and everything, who knows what tomorrow will bring, but there are so no barriers to entry to get into business now or any, you know, there's not really hardly any barriers. Mm, it's available for everyone. Like you can just put up a website and run a face yeah. targeted Facebook ad and test any idea out. So it's just, um, it's such an amazing time to live. And if you don't try what you feel inside, I mean, seriously, if anyone's out there thinking, oh, I don't know what I should do or something, then just, put your idea on a landing page. Actually, I couldn't even help you build it for free in my build first final thing, but set up your page and run some ads and see if, if it resonates with people. That's how simple it is to test. You could do the page in a day and you could spend 20 bucks, 50 bucks on ads. If your idea might be worth pursuing or not. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because you know, so, so many of us are sitting on ideas, right? It's good to put yeah. it out there and see if it connects. Because we all end up in the box one day, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, we're all gonna die. So you might as well just go for it, like go for what you want, or even if you don't know what you want, just follow that voice calling inside, follow that desire, and just you know, what, like what your whole podcast is about, determined to shine, like just, you know, yeah, follow that and just go for it. Don't hold yeah. back. 
Yeah, those yeah. nudges are there for a reason, is what I've what I've come to realize. That little voice that's saying, you know, maybe you could do this. Like it's there for a reason. And everyone, I think, so different because. For example, like I really like travel and I could live in a different place every day with no routine and someone else could hate that. Mm. And I think every person, I mean, you feel like, oh, you know, everyone wants to do this, but no, you, you actually are really unique. Like every person is so unique. And I do honestly believe that there is that right um, path for you and that right, you know, you should be able to do something that you, that you that harnesses those traits because aren't we all jealous of those people when you know that they're using their talents they're like how they find their talent you know and they yeah. just oh, and they're, yes. Yes, when they're in alignment that. and yeah. yeah when they've they've found their sort of talent and they're in their in their zone and I, I believe that everyone's got that inside them like everyone's got you know that thing and you may or may not like make money from it or not who knows but you do need to follow that or I believe you do need to just you know live with joy live from the heart live from mm. inside you know yeah. beautiful yeah and you know some of these things we have like the first idea might not be the thing that you know sets your soul on fire and that you want to you know I don't know do forever or anything like that but like there might be like you know, just doing the freelancing or another business idea. And it's, it prompts something else down the track. It gives you skills that you need or, you know, there's, there's learning to opportun opportunities everywhere. So sometimes you just got to yeah. figure it out as you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Awesome. Okay. So do you have any tips for mums or women, single mums even, and who are wanting to go online, but they're worried about, you know, their kids and the whole mum guilt and all of that sort of thing. Ah, oh, that brought something to my attention. <laughs> I was, <laughs> and something came in when you just said that. I think what holds a lot of people back is they this they think I have a baby and so I can't for example coach or teach online because my baby will you know interrupt or something but because I was a single mom I didn't have any help and I just had no excuse I just had to do it so you really do find ways to get through it so either they because what's the worst thing that can happen anyway you you could if it was a company you could get in trouble or fired so what there's like a million more um or if you if it was your own coaching company usually people are understanding um but you'll find things usually work out you know and i remember when i was teaching um like I, this sounds so funny but my kids would be doing something really naughty and when you when you press the refresh you got like two seconds so it'd be like, oh, there's a technical error. So I would press refresh and then I would throw pillows at them. Get to bed! That's amazing. <laughs> <And> be like, <laughs> throwing like soap or whatever I had, like, get to bed, stop it, or stop fighting or whatever it was. And then like, and then it would like refresh, you'd come back and I'd be like, hi, hello, how are you? <laughs> So, oh, that's too good. Oh my goodness. The things you've got to like, do as a mum. You just yeah, have to let go of it being perfect. 
just let go. <laughs> it's not going to be yeah. perfect unless maybe you've got like this massive team or something or like it's not going to be perfect. Let it go. <laughs> Yeah, and just like I remember, like breastfeeding while on the computer. I'm sure tons of people do that. Yeah, yeah. And um, you do what you, yeah. And I guess you always feel guilty, especially with the iPad thing. Mm. Like you feel guilty if you're not spending enough time. And I don't know how many mothers out there really struggled with. I'm sure there's heaps with COVID, and I'm one that really disregarded almost everything this school gave me which was just packets of paper and then we got onto those amazing um, educational apps and I would put them on to Disney when they learned how to storyboard or if there was this really good maths one and I just like put them on that um, and you just have to do what you have to do and not feel guilty mm -hmm. about it it's not it's you know we've only created this education system you believe in yourself and your parenting and um you know, do what works for your child. You don't have to, if, with this whole work from home thing, you don't have to follow exactly the school. It's not going to, you know, damage them for however many times. I mean, my children probably were out of school for a whole year while in Indonesia because they were in school, but they were in a different type of school. So mm. they missed technically a whole year of Australian education. And then they came back and they're fine. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah. Or like, you know, have to catch up a little bit, but you just kids do. They just sort of catch up. Um one was but then they've got better language skills. So, you know, yeah. like Oh, and they would have learned so much from just being in a different like around a different culture and experiencing new stuff. Like there's so much to gain from that as well. Yeah. So yeah, ex exactly. And uh, another thing, I don't know if I mentioned before about the events and like sleeping and stuff, did I? Oh, yeah. I feel like we went to go down there and then we were like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And just, yeah, so I would just, I mean, I sometimes, yeah, just sometimes turn up with events with my kids and, and maybe they weren't welcome, but actually no one's ever turned me away from the door by rocking up with, with kids, even in non-kid friendly places. <laughs> so, and then quite often they'll fall asleep like under the table or behind something or other. I think one I had to leave when they were too young because they were very like, um, wanted to feed. So I'm like in the back row breastfeeding with this squirmy kid and there's some presentation on or something. And then I'm, kind of had to mizzle out of that one that one did not work out sometimes it can fail but usually it works and if you if you believe that event or that knowledge or that experience is um going to be good then I think you should still still go actually twice I've presented at um startup events and I had not nowhere to put my kids and kids weren't welcome and I just said well my kids are coming because I've got nowhere else for them to go and and then the, my kids have then watched me stand up and present at things and they've, they've just felt so proud of their mum, right? Yeah. And then you think, so there's the advantages too as well. Yeah. So yeah. because they've had to be dragged to all these events and things that I'd go to, then in default, they've like seen me grow and develop and, and seen me, because they know I'm scared before. So I'll be like, you know, I'm really scared. I'm going to like pitch this or present this and really nervous maybe I shouldn't like I don't want to do it and they see me really 
afraid and then they see me do it and then they see me after it and like people come up and say thank you and everything and I think for a child so all these mums out there that are like I can't take my kids I'm not going to the event because I can't take my kids or whatever um when you actually force to take them like the learning that they're learning from that I think is incredible seeing their mum firsthand when they're small go from shitting her pants <laughs> to like doing what they know is terrifying her and then seeing everyone clap and be happy and then their the faces just like lit up and like hug me and all these sort of things and I I'm, think that's amazing that's yeah, so, so good just thinking like about like with the kids and everything like that is that you feel the guilt of oh I should be spending more time with them but the lessons they learn from watching you go and and pave the way is so amazing. My little girl's always starting up businesses <laughs> and she's always oh, wanting to be like me and, and doing, and I just think it's amazing. It, it just paves the way for them and their future and what, you know, they can step out of the fear and their comfort zones and create something amazing as well. And I think that's such a beautiful lesson. So glad you shared that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because we can't expect our kids to be, you know, to to go and live their best life if we're not living ours. Yeah. You know, yeah. where are they, they going to learn that from? Mm. They have to learn it from us. So you need to, you know, if you if you are scared about doing whatever you want to do, think about you should need to do it for your kid's sake. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And what better motivator than that, right? <laughs> do it for your kids. Yeah. 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 And then it's, um, it comes in handy when they have to do something scary. It's for school or whatever. And then you can yep. go, remember when mummy, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, yeah. You yep. know? And then I've noticed the change in my kids. Like they're, they will endure their fear because mm. they see that as normal. Yeah. Yes. They, know that, they know that you have to move in spite of fear, that you will feel fear. Encourages just acting in spite of fear it's not 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 fearing it's not being not experiencing fear it's like still acting while you're fearful sort of thing that's what totally totally yeah Yeah, I'm I utilize my coaching on her all the time and yeah it's it's such important skills to master like to be able to take action scary <laughs> and then the fu- the funniest thing is like because we're not perfect you know no one is and then, but no. I will be but I will be doing the opposite of what I'm trying to teach and then it'll be my 10 year old that'll be like hey mom you said and I'm well, like out. Uh, yeah I get called out as well and I'm like you're right okay you know they're always I mean, honest they'll it's always good. tell you how it is <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what I think with redefining business is that as women and mothers, we, we can run business differently. We don't have to run it in the man's world by men's rules. Cause traditionally it's been like very male dominated childless world. I mean like with child children, not in the business world. Yes. Um, mm. Yeah. And so and it's, it's different. We can like slowly redefining that. We should get more females into business because it's only a very small percentage mm. of females in business, especially females in business that turn over millions 
um, oh, wow. is even smaller and smaller <laughs> and smaller. I'm sure it's got to be growing though, surely, because I just think, I, I don't know, I've just been seeing this like, I don't know, it's like kind of movement. Yeah. yeah, there's a shift. There's a shift. Like I know when I started in business, I was taught by men about running a business and it was really masculine like energy it was really forceful and stuff that I really didn't like it did and you know I'm all about getting out of your comfort zone and then I'm also about doing business in the way that feels good at the same time there's this sort of balance that goes on between that feminine sort of side and the masculine side but I'm just seeing this amazing shift of women like just really owning their power as a woman as a woman and I just think that is awesome you know we don't have to do business like men and that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, at this point, <laughs> I usually like to ask, is there anything else that you feel like we need to go into that's important to say that you would like to share or anything like that? No pressure. Mm, um, it's amazing the little bits of extra nuggets that we <laughs> get out just by asking that question, like, what else? What else have you got? <laughs> oh, yeah. And now suddenly my mind is going blank. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure. 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 Um, yeah. Um, see, I, I just thought, here we go. You're like, the extra oh. nuggets we get out. I'm like, I just thought of something. But um, so what you focus on expands. So I think to, for people to be really conscious of what, you focus on and to reframe those thoughts, especially if they're negative or detrimental and we all do it. Everyone mm -hmm. does it, but um, yeah. So what you're actually focus your attention on that'll expand. So to put that energy into, if it's a certain part of your business that you're focusing on, whether it's um, engaging with more people, like focus your attention every day. Like who can I be of service to? like today, who can, like, who can I be of service to instead of maybe um, how do I increase my email list or, or like, oh, my, my email list isn't growing. I feel shit. My business isn't growing. Not like that. Like to focus. Okay. Is that going to help me by feeling really bad that my email list isn't like, it's not good energy inside. You're not in mm. the flow. So then to, to reframe it and think, who can I serve today? Who can I help? And yes. Yeah, how can I help them? And then knowing though that by helping people, you are growing your business, of course, because you're solving problems. But yeah, so just be conscious of your thoughts, I think. Yeah. And um, I love that everything. reframe. Sorry. Reframe, I love that. Yeah. The reframe is really cool because you, you said about you know, thinking, well, who can I serve today? How can I help today? And it, it really takes that pressure off you because whatever you're doing, whether you're selling something or, you know, you're creating something or whatever you're doing, like you're coming from the angle of trying to help. So it totally takes the pressure off and would help to shift that negative energy, which, you know, you can't get a lot done when you're feeling super negative. I really love that. Oh, yay. Did I get the nugget that you wanted at the end yes, of the yeah, <laughs> See, it happens every time without fail. And it's like totally puts people on spot. So I'm, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> oh, it's fun. <laughs> oh, just taking people out of their comfort zones. Just trying to help. 
it is so fun so yeah it was just such a great um time here with you so thank you i have enjoyed it so much oh my goodness you've been like a hoot it's been been fun (laughs) (laughs) so before we go how about you tell our listeners where to find you oh okay so i'm on instagram at katie joyous and i have a facebook group the powerful mothers community so that's with mums if for online or business or freelance work um this community where we'll be launching probably through there or a pop-up group the build first funnel so for free um i'm just showing people free software tools how they can build build their online funnel um so that's that's coming up soon and my what's the powerfulmothers.com i guess is the website awesome. yeah definitely check that out it's been so fun having you on thank you so much thank you for listening to this episode of the she's determined to shine podcast i really appreciate you being here and if you're looking for a supportive community of women dreaming big and making over their mindset then join us in the She's Determined to Shine community group over on Facebook. And while you're here, please remember to rate and subscribe. Thanks again. I'll talk to you in the next episode.